Welcome to Intro to Briscoe. I'm Matt, and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan and sick person, Melanie. Along with newbie co-hosts, and I assume healthy people, Will. Yep. And Caitlin. A-okay. Doing okay. And we're joined by our special guest, Bob. Hi. Neither sick nor asleep, so I'm kind of ahead of the game. Great. for you. You're in the best shape of all of us. Um, All right, so how'd you get into uh, Briscoe, Bob? Um, I didn't watch it when it aired. Uh, A few years back, my brother sent me the DVDs, and I took a look at the box and said, what? I don't like Westerns. You know, why would he send me this? (laughs) And But, you know, if he thought I'd like it, I'd, I'd give it a try. And I was pretty much hooked by the end of the pilot. Um, I thought Bruce Campbell was terrific. I loved John Aston. I loved the kind of, you know, the coming thing, futuristic stuff. Uh, like, there was some of that in the Wild Wild West. And that was the thing I liked best about that show. Um, but basically, I'm in about in the same boat as Matt and Melanie in that I've seen all the episodes, but for the most part, this is the second time I'm watching them, and I've forgotten quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still, a lot of it still seems fresh when you've only seen it once before. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so do we have anything to talk about? Anybody? Caitlin, did you already go to your thing, or is that... Well, let me tell you, Bruce Campbell's a hard guy to get a hold of. <laughs> the autograph sessions sold out really quickly, uh, and there, I didn't want to pay for a photo session. So, uh, But there were reports that he was getting annoyed if people stayed at his table for more than like three seconds for autographs. Oh, really? Wow, so that's a common theme. Hmm... Yes. He's a grumpy man, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. You really kind of get a, a wide variety of experiences from different, like, celebrities. Yeah. Felicia Day. She's a, she's a star, man. She's just really personable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I'm not we'll surprised s- from about that, though. She we'll seems s- to be... We'll see how she is when he, she's his age. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's, yeah. just, maybe well, it's just over time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But... Anthony Daniels, who was C-3PO, apparently he was, like, so awesome. People thought he was just, like, a perfect gentleman. He was really nice. Yeah, he sounds like a nice guy. Um, what else did you do or see there? And what was it called? Uh, the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo, but short, Calgary Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a special, two special events, because a huge uh, section of the cast from the Alien films were there, including Sigourney Weaver, so there's, like, a special yes. Alien one Love presentation. Some- I didn't go to that, but I went to a Middle Earth one because there were a bunch of actors from Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits there, and that was fabulous. <laughs> there was singing and fighting, and yeah. Huh. Even uh, Weta came, and they dressed someone up as an orc and did all his makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh. Was uh, Dominic Monaghan there? No, Billy Boyd was. Who'd he play? The other little, the other. He played Pippin. Right. Okay. Yeah, Dominic played Mary. Right. <coughs> okay. Cool. That sounds like fun. There's not not anything like that around where Mel and I live. <laughs> you have to go over to Toronto or something. Yeah, well, closest thing would be Halcon in Halifax. Yeah. yeah, just like a three four hour drive away. <clears throat> but uh, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, the I'll reveal the high and low point winners for the previous episode as voted by the Facebook group members. Um, 
high point winner was Will's choice of sketch drawing an intruder by accident. <laughs> that was a great That was excellent, yeah. Great gag. And the low point winner was our guest John, his choice of uh, all the times Clayton and Briscoe had downer conversations. <laughs> Nobody likes downer conversations. Um, we do have one piece of late feedback for the previous episode. Um from Daniela. She didn't get in it on time, but that's alright. I'll read it now. Or actually, somebody else can read it right now, because I'm going to be summarizing the episode. Yeah, I can read it. Here you go. Hi, everybody. If you are fond of absurdity, this certainly is one of the best episodes. (laughs) Again? Winky, smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) Starting it off with pirates and then having a child recount it as a sort of fever stream is a great idea. I must admit that I simply adore pirate movies and it's quite an accomplishment to tell a pirate story with all its usual ingredients in a western setting. Thus, we get to watch Briscoe and Bowler being made walk the plank or Briscoe as valuable prisoner being kept for a king's ransom. Vlogging as punishment is also a hallmark in a lot of these movies. Yet, since this is Briscoe County, one genre is not enough, and so we also get the story of little Charlie and his family of pioneers. They have to struggle with a lot of adversities, like a town being terrorized by the outlawed pirates and a shortage of supplies. And of course, there is only a few people, namely Briscoe, Bowler, and Charlie's father, willing to take up arms and better the situation while the others simply look away. I must admit that I like the way these topics from different genres are interwoven. One character I liked a lot was Sketch. <laughs> he is the idiot savant who sees and sketches without realizing what he's done, which makes for a moment at once comic and suspenseful. Winky face. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it's the episode that draws Briscoe and Buller together, and the relationship becomes deeper, even though Buller teases Briscoe because of his concern for Charlie. Best wishes and all the best. Thanks, Daniela. All those uh, German smiley faces are throwing us off every time. <laughs> I get used to it. Eventually. Uh, <laughs> By the end of the series, we'll be used to it. Yeah. Um, our, what, there's galloping cats outside. <laughs> uh, Alright, so let's get into the recap of the episode. This one is called Senior Spirit. And I think you guys accurately predicted a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah, surprisingly, hey? Some of it you were way off. (laughs) But but it was funny, so that's great. Um, Alright, so it opens up, and uh, Briscoe's transporting some kid to his dad's ranch. And the fuck is this guy? That was my first (laughs) thought. (laughs) It felt like we missed an episode or something. Because they just jumped into it. Yeah, like, I didn't even check the first time we watched. You were like, are we watching the right episode? Like, Mm. you weren't even sure. Yeah. It would have been hard to introduce him either. <laughs> no. Yeah, this was an odd way to introduce a new character. Just act like he's always been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even think we saw the robber bear. His dad? No, I no. don't think so. Um, you guys recognize uh, the guy who plays him? Jason Marsden? Really? Yeah. Should I recognize him? <laughs> no. Well, he's been on a lot of like TGIF shows. But he mostly does voice work. Um... He, he actually played a character named Jason Marsden on Boy Meets World, but it, but it wasn't... He keeps playing characters named after himself. I know, but, Weird. but it wasn't supposed to be him, I don't think. It was just a character with his name. But uh, I, He's a better actor when you can call when, him by his yeah, own name. When he doesn't remember a fake name. Yes. Yeah, that's like uh, Tony Danzon, who's the boss, where they called him Tony so he wouldn't forget. Right, yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, a lot of... A lot of people do that. Um, 
I know him most as uh, the voice of Max Goof from Goof Troop. Yeah. <laughs> His goofy okay. son. Oh, wow. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up to be a handsome young man. I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, Alright, so they come upon a, a quote-unquote hurt guy, and uh, Briscoe looks suspicious. Um, but, I mean, what are you supposed to do in that situation? <laughs> You can't just leave the guy there. You should make sure he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he obviously wasn't dead. You mean you should have killed him? You should have punched, poked him in the wound to see if he really is. Yeah, let me see your wound. (laughs) Well, if Briscoe shot him with a gun, we knew that wasn't going to work. Yeah. Let me see your wound. I can't, it's internal. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe he he let his guard down because he was having a conversation about fathers and sons. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, he, he goes to help the guy, and he gets inside, and he's ambushed. The trap. Yeah, it's always a trap. <laughs> I like, um... Sorry. Um, no, you don't have to leave. <laughs> uh, I really, I like, uh, Bruce Campbell's fight scenes in this series, in this episode specifically, I don't know, they seem, they seem intense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I told myself I would sniff. <laughs> um... So, uh, as he's in there being ambushed, uh, Bly grabs the kid. Were you guys, uh, surprised to see Bly? Yeah, I was glad to see him, though. Mm-hmm. He's some more John Bly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice to see him again. Uh, and again, I, I didn't count any blinks in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not even when he shot the gun. Not even when he's firing like, his gun. I but... assume that he doesn't even blink when he sneezes. Maybe he's like a reptile. He has like two sort of eyelids, like one translucent. Oh, maybe. Yeah, he's always got a thin, transparent maybe. eyelid down over his eyes, so he never has to blink the other one. Maybe, maybe that sneak later on is like actually the blind. Oh, maybe. <gasps> yeah. We're gonna talk about people transforming into animals later. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, Bly grabs a kid, and Briscoe uh, hesitates before going outside, which allows Bly to escape. Um, and after the credits, we got a credit spoiler. <laughs> Were you guys spoiled by the credits, or did you not notice them? No, I never paid attention to credits. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed the credits, but yeah. So you knew his dad was coming. Oh uh, yeah, and with well, yeah, with wire. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Briscoe comes in to check with uh, Jason's dad. Sorry, lost your kid. He probably gets fired from this particular job. So uh, after that, I guess uh, Briscoe's at the Horseshoe Club talking his troubles over with that bartender. Ellie. Yes, I learned I know her name now, Ellie. (laughs) (laughs) We'd better learn it. I don't know if she's going to stick around us past this. She seems like she might be sick. But I don't really remember her. But she's been in like four episodes now. <laughs> I don't think they ever properly introduced her. Hmm. No. Maybe there'll be an episode later where they where they're introduced to her. I had this Ellie. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it really matters though. Uh, mm. Well, it, yeah, like we we were saying earlier with Jason, maybe they just do this. They don't properly introduce characters. They just pretend like they were always there. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they do that on The Sopranos? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dawn. (laughs) That's an extreme case. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, uh, Briscoe's feeling bad about it. Um, Socrates comes in and tells Briscoe that uh, Bly's ransom demand is actually uh, an orb rod owned by Briscoe Sr. Found by Briscoe Sr. 
I don't get this at all. What? I mean, what have we seen the orb do so far? Mm. We've seen the orb give tremendous power to oppressed workers, and we've seen the orb kill evil people. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they say, you want the orb here, Bly? Knock yourself out. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, I guess they're just worried that he'll figure a way around the, um, <laughs> you know, that killing evil people thing. Yeah, it's and still it, pretty unknown. Yeah, he'll kill all, off all his henchmen experimenting with it until he gets <laughs> it right. Yeah. yeah. He's got lots of them there. <laughs> Henchmen grow on trees. <laughs> as long as one of them isn't Pete. Yeah, yeah. Don't sacrifice Pete for the cause. Um, uh, da, 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 da. So uh, Briscoe gets annoyed, and uh, I'm surprised to see Socrates stand up to him. He's really him. angry, too. Mm. Yeah. Um, Socrates doesn't really want to follow the orders that he's been given. There's too much power in the rod. He doesn't want to give it to Bly. <clears throat> Um, I enjoyed how like angry he got, and then as soon as Briscoe was like, "Okay, like whatever, calm yeah. down," and then he calms down really intensely, like he <laughs> walks like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a contrast. It's really. Funny. You were talking like that kid from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? What was his name Stewie? No. Dewey. Dewey. Yeah. No, Wasn't the kid the in brother? the wheelchair. The wheelchair kid. Oh, the wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, the one the, who the talked. Stewie. Like this. <laughs> I can't remember. It was Stevie. Stevie, I... that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so Briscoe's riding off, and he hears a ghost horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Comet also hears it. At first, it didn't really strike me. I'm just like, oh, oh it's noisy. <laughs> I didn't realize like what what Ms. Briscoe was noticing. Oh, the wind in the in the in the air didn't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Wickwire has been kidnapped by John Bly. That's just odd how we're just suddenly there, and we, again, we never saw how that happened. Yeah. Again. <laughs> again. I like how the professor thought he could just walk out of there, like, thank you, goodbye. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> it worth a try? Yeah. I love Bly. He's so unlike your typical Wild West villain. You know, he's philosophical, he wears the fancy hat. I mean, I can't imagine him chewing tobacco in a million years. Yeah, that's true. His shirt is yes, too fancy very, for he's that. He's very theatrical. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why he's got the Shakespeare uh, sleeves. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the puffy sleeves. Yeah. I really like something he said to Briscoe later in the episode, which I'll say in the quotes. But. All right. Yeah, it's just odd that we never saw him get kidnapped, the professor get kidnapped. I'm just wondering if it was like the least interesting kidnapping of all time <laughs> or something. It's just like... He was just walking down a road, like, reading something, and they, like, walked behind him and gently just steered him towards <laughs> He just walked in on his own or something. <laughs> that sounds quite likely. Or they, like, lured him with, like, shiny metal objects <laughs> Ooh, nuts and bolts. Yeah, a trail of them. Yeah. He was so adorable, though, when he was looking distraught and concerned. Yeah, Aww. I like him. So Bly wants the professor to study the orb. Did you guys know that this was a different orb at, like, at this point, after he was talking about he found it in the crater and such? Or were you just confused? No, I didn't realize that. I was wondering, I could remember what happened to the orb. Went down, uh, went down a river. No, yeah, because the, the Santa Claus-ish man, he had it last time. And so when he, yeah, John Bly said he found it in a crater, I'm like, oh, there maybe there's another one. Mm. Yeah, I'm wondering which one. Later we find out that there's three of them. So I wonder... 
which one uh, the Santa Claus guy had. Uh, I don't think, yes, at least one of the other ones didn't have the scorch marks. Yeah. So did one go down the river and Professor ha- uh, Santa Claus had a different one? Or is that the one that went down the river? Have we seen all three of them? Now? I don't know. At least two. Yeah. I think the only one we've seen is the one that uh, Big Smith went down the river with. Oh, okay. That's the one that Santa Claus had. <laughs> mm. uh, <clears throat> so uh, Wickwire doesn't want to work for him, even though he'd love to, because science. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he won't do it because of who Bly is until, you know, he threatens Jason, so dang. Do it Gotta do it now. Um... So Socrates, Briskwood told Socrates to go to the drop anyways, and I guess uh, he'd follow behind him. So uh, Socrates goes, and uh, the, the goons uh, Remy and Loco Bob <laughs> trick him <laughs> into giving the rod for a fake Jason. <laughs> what do you guys think of these? Oh, this trick in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't believe Socrates fell for that. Well, I can't believe Socrates fell for it, but <laughs> uh, wouldn't fall for it. No, he probably anticipated something like this would happen, which is why he went. Yep. Yeah. Socrates. I'm, I'm just annoyed at characters named Bob always being useless in these shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Bob is delightful. Hmm. Like, I like this I don't, guy. I, don't. I love this guy. <laughs> He's so, like, simple and... Uh, agreeable <laughs> I get the feeling like he's not actually a bad guy they're just taking advantage of how agreeable he is <laughs> I really liked Bly in this episode I was digging him yeah, yeah. delightful he enjoys how evil he is <laughs> yes. yes that makes us enjoy it too <laughs> yeah. uh, Briscoe gets a drop on these two um, but then uh my god, Ghost Dad <laughs> caught Briscoe <laughs> to hit a tree. Uh, so, Caitlin, yeah, you weren't spoiled. Were you very surprised here? Did you ever no. expect to see him again? Uh, I wasn't expecting to see him again, no. But at the same time, I'm just not surprised, I guess, because kind of the angle they've been taking with the orb and how it's not really just, like, from some advanced civilization, but rather being more supernatural. Yeah connected to like spiritual things as well as it's, it's like magic it's not yeah you know pure it's not pure technology yeah yeah as professor brickware was saying he's like this ain't science yeah <laughs> so uh briscoe senior uh talks to briscoe and uh nobody else can see him or hear him so briscoe <laughs> just ends up looking like a crazy person loco <laughs> he's the true loco <laughs> Uh, Briscoe Senior uh, scares the horses with the dinosaur yell or something. <laughs> I wish strange. I could do that. <laughs> I thought it was like a, a puma or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was I don't know. <laughs> that was just Weird. kind of un- unnecessary. Yeah. Surprising. I would use that to scare the crap out of my neighbor's dogs barking all the time. <laughs> oh my god, he's got a dinosaur next door. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, Man, um, if that's the powers you get if when you become a ghost, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> you get to scare animals. That's I get about to it. scare animals. I get to be a dinosaur, kind of. <laughs> I get to turn into a bird. Yeah. 
I don't know if you guys noticed, but whenever, like, whenever, uh, the first few Frisco times. Senior would, first few times, he would, like, the first time he disappeared, like, Frisco turned around and he wasn't there anymore, and all you heard was loon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was... And then the second time, again, it was just a loon. Yeah. And after that, it was a hawk, and after that, it was birds. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps transforming into various birds, <laughs> flying away. Just try them all out, seems like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, sign you up for sure. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, so the professor is testing acid on the orb's metal, and uh, it's not doing anything. Um, thinks the scorching pattern is from a meteorite, so perhaps the orb is from space. <clears throat> um, so do you think? Wait a sec. Do you think because? Uh, do you guys think because uh, Briscoe's dad had the orb rod in his possession? Do you guys think that? Uh, that gave him kind of the the power to mm. come back if it's like a spiritual thing. Maybe that and Briscoe being healed by the orb. Yeah. Mm. So there's like a connection. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if that's why he came back. Too bad it didn't make uh, Briscoe Senior invulnerable to bullets. <laughs> like yeah. It did for Briscoe. Yeah. Because he hadn't quite. Well, I mean, Briscoe didn't figure it out at all. And... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's mysterious. Um. <laughs> Uh, Wickwire tells John Bly that he should have electroshock therapy. <laughs> so it's a coming thing, but, but it very quickly went. It's a coming slash going thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not around anymore. Briscoe tells Socrates uh, back at the um, back in, in the woods there that uh, he saw his dad, um, Bob and Remy, uh, start mocking him. <laughs> uh, Briscoe gives Socrates a gun uh, to guard Remy and Loco. Okay, like, as soon as as soon as he leaves Socrates in charge, that's you should have known something was gonna go wrong. Yeah, for sure. Socrates is just way too gullible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna stop uh stop leaving the office. <laughs> oh well, maybe he'll get better. Maybe yeah. you gotta you gotta get a give him some practice. Maybe yeah, maybe it's a Wesley Wyndham Price kind of thing and. By the, end, by the end of the season, he'll be dual-wielding uh, swords and axes. And <laughs> oh, I can't wait! <laughs> Crossbows. <Yeah. laughs> um, <clears throat> so, later, Briscoe Sr. is asking about Briscoe's plan. And uh, Briscoe starts asking about, you know, what the hell's going on. <laughs> Sticks his hand through him and such. Yeah, he can't tell Briscoe what the orb is and... You know, all that kind of stuff. Or is that a later scene? It's a later scene, but we oh, sorry. <laughs> doesn't matter. We can matter. talk, about, we can talk it, about it now. Okay. Yeah. So I wonder why. Hmm, why can't he tell, and who's stopping him from telling? Don't you find so, that? Don't you find that weird though that a ghost has to keep a secret? Like I yeah. find that really weird. That's a weird question. Thing. Is where did he go when he died? Like, yeah, I get the feeling like if Risco looked up, he would see like. A giant like thumb of God ready to squish his dad <laughs> if he says something. Uh, 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 don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't say you'll squish me. <laughs> I really like Briscoe Senior in the pilot, but here he he just kind of annoyed me. It was uh, he reminded me of like Angel and and early on in Buffy where he'd lurk around, show up for a bit, give cryptic advice, and then vanish. Yeah, that, that's well, what happens when you well, become a ghost. Plus, he was kind of being, like, uh, a hard-ass dad. Like, he was just mm-hmm. like, you, you can't do anything right, Briscoe. Like, you're not even polishing my gun properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, 
that, that's kind of not super appealing. Well, I mean, he can't he can't do anything else anyways. He, <laughs> he can't just, do anything but complain about his own yeah, son. I, he's he can't affect anything. So. I love how he complains about him first, and then he's like, "But I'm proud of you, son. I love <laughs> you. I love you." Yeah, he's gotta gotta give him those negs. Yeah, I guess so. Frisco <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, tells him about his smokescreen plan, <laughs> the flash powder. Yeah, and his dad criticizes it, and the fact that he doesn't polish the gun enough. So uncalled for. Yeah. He even criticizes Briscoe talking to his horse. Oh, I know. <laughs> Come on, his horse needs love, too. <laughs> Briscoe is going a little bit crazy talking to his horse and his dead dad. <laughs> um, so Jason's dad is hiring Lord Bowler. Yay! <laughs> I always get scared every episode. I'm like, they started out and Bowler's not there, and I'm like, come on! <laughs> then he shows up, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> just because he missed that one episode. Yeah, yeah. I know, and then now I'm just like always like, oh no, he better not like, not be in this episode. Mm. Um, they offer him Briscoe's job if he wants it. Mm. Stepping up in the world. <laughs> uh... So after that, um, Briscoe's talking to himself, uh, complaining about his dad never having time. Um, <laughs> his dad shows up, did the best I could. Um, but after their little conversation, uh, Bly gets a drop on him. That's <laughs> so creepy right here. Yeah. What, uh. Kind of like appeared before. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Um, well, he used his powers to become a, a snake and <laughs> right. sneak up on him. Well, if we if he turns into a snake, then he's like the natural prey of what Briscoe Senior turns into. He just turns into a bird and grab him and eat him. Oh That's crap! True. <laughs> oh. But I think he's an intangible bird, though. <laughs> yeah. He could like mountain lion roar at the snake as he's a bird. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. I want to see. It. <laughs> I wish they would have like intercut this with like a scene of like a bird and a snake dueling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to do Briscoe special edition. And yes. Intercut these things ourselves. Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, like an epic battle. <laughs> yeah. So Briscoe jumps off this cliff, but how is he so? He jumps about fifty feet in the air above the cliff and then he falls down. <laughs> Did you guys notice this? Oh, yes. <laughs> that was odd. <laughs> it was a trampoline, Matt. Well, it was part of the surprise. Like, he kind of just... Instead of just disappearing to fool John Bly, he, like, totally threw him off by jumping into the air like a like a maybe, frog. Maybe what you didn't see was his dad, like, floating up and lifting him up as he jumped. <laughs> Give him a boost. <laughs> Give him a boost, and then yeah. he, like, like, well, he kind of let him drop, I guess, at yeah. some point. But... <laughs> <laughs> But it was, it was so odd. It's like, he, he jumps, then they cut to the, looking up at the cliff. Except there's like, a third of the top of the screen is sky. So you're like, okay, yeah. so he's gonna... It could have just been the angle and actually wasn't that. I don't know. You, you just expected him to come up over the top of the cliff, but no, he drops from the sky out of the air. But, it was oh well. Maybe he just got some good horizontal distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a champion uh, long jumper. So trees break his fall somehow, and he's not hurt. <laughs> Lucky. Um, what are the odds of uh, people falling twice and not getting hurt at all? 
I mean, because of Bowler later. later on. Oh, it would have been sad if Bowler jumped and he fell in the same spot and just got impaled on all the broken branches. Oh, <laughs> oh. see that? Ow! Oh, ow! <laughs> well, if Briscoe had the orb rod and Bowler didn't, it would make some sense. Yeah, it would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bowler just survives through sheer force of will. <laughs> uh, uh, Loco Bob has ants in his pants. Oh. Do you? Yeah, I thought it was stupid. Just like going on a pen It was supposed to be funny, but I didn't find it. No. Um, I guess I just I find the character of Logo Bob annoying. <laughs> I like him. I like, yeah. his, I like his face. You did not like Logo Bob. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, he reminded me of a balding Robert De Niro. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Didn't, didn't we also compare the general a few episodes ago to Robert to De Niro? Robert De Niro, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's Robert De Niro. <laughs> uh, what'd you guys think of their, their plan and their escape here? It's them tricking Socrates. It was lame. Of course, Socrates. Socrates falling for it was lame. Mm. Yeah. It's a very uncomfortable capture for him as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you could break a guy's neck with your legs like that. Oh, I've seen it. No. You've seen somebody You've seen die? No, I was going to say I've seen it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Saeed on Lost. Well, I mean, yeah, you can do it on a TV show, but in real life, I don't know. Well, yeah, if you could cut up his circulation. Or, not circulation, but you cut up his breathing. Yeah, if you get a good enough grip, maybe you could knock him out. You have, like, legs of steel, I guess. Mm. Will, I'm starting to wonder about your personal life now. Will goes to... <laughs> Well, goes to state death matches in his free time. <laughs> yeah, the main streets of Portland, Oregon. <laughs> and it obviously doesn't take a very good plan to fool Socrates. No, no. <clears throat> uh, Briscoe's losing the trail and uh, flashes back to Santa. <laughs> well, it was a weird flashback. Yeah, I wasn't even like. Because you just hear the audio first. Yeah. You just hear touch it. Yes, like no. Touch it. Yes. <laughs> and everybody touch it. Touch it. <laughs> and Briscoe's like, I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Not until I know more about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he was having bad like Yeah, I was like, what's he flashing back to? <laughs> uh, but... See, we didn't get to see, I guess. Oh, <laughs> oh eventually it's revealed it was the Santa scene. The orb. Uh, the orb is faith. Again, I write, what? <laughs> but, um, I don't know. He seems to to take that as maybe have faith in yourself, maybe. Um, or maybe, and actually, no, maybe he's trying to have faith in the orb, because he pulls out the, the orb rod, and he's like, all right, show me where, where to go. That doesn't See work. the way he was holding that rod? It kind of goes back to what he was... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Briscoe Senior <laughs> chastises him for talking for to the... For <laughs> Briscoe, you never touch strange things. Um, for talking to his horse and the orb. Um, yeah, he's not allowed to tell him what it is. Um, God will smush him. Um, uh, but Briscoe needs help, so uh, Briscoe Senior reminds him how to track with his instinct. How's that work? I don't know. <laughs> Use the force, Briscoe. Pretty much. <laughs> Probably what Bowler does. No, well, you see Bowler like working it out. He's like, you see, he talks to himself. He's like, and he gets real down close to the dirt. He's like, oh, <laughs> over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, Bowler has his confidence, and Briscoe used to have that, but he kind of lost it when he thought that he was scared, but his dad's convincing him, no, you're just being smart, so he's just trying to teach him not to doubt his instinct anymore. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, Bowler is a great tracker. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little too good at times. He should kind of realize when he's about to go over a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was just so absorbed in his task. <laughs> I, I I assume he knew he was going over a cliff. He probably like tracked to the edge. And he was like, "What?" He went down there. Oh man! <laughs> I just, yeah, he wanted to follow Briscoe's path like to the T. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably my favorite scene of the whole thing. Though was the the, whole... the, the snake thing. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks. So. Uh, um. Yeah. Bowler comes to the site of the scuffle, and he. Uh, he talks himself through the tracking, and uh, he crawls up to a rattlesnake, and he grimaces at it until it leaves. I have like a dozen exclamation points. I used to scowl, scare the snake away. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, awesome. I love grumpy characters. Like, delightfully grumpy characters. <laughs> he's grumpy, but he's got a hard Yep. Um, kind of. <laughs> Except he doesn't care about sick little kids. Wickwire's testing the orb with uh, electricity. Um, he's entranced by the glowing blue light. Um, uh, Bly comes back. And, yeah, Wickwire thinks the orb is beyond science, and he doesn't know if it's even working properly. <clears throat> I love the professor here, just a look on his face. Like, I have no fucking clue what's going on here, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I love that he says that to Bly. He says, you know, maybe we shouldn't fool around with things we don't understand. And Bly's like, oh, come, come. Yeah, there would be no need for scientists and men like us. Oh, wow. Mm. Bly's kind of a man of science. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think he respects the craft. Um, uh, yeah, Lord Bowler follows Briscoe right off the cliff. Uh, then uh, Briscoe tracks... Uh, wise men to a farmhouse and he sticks up an old couple <laughs> what did you guys think of that scene i knew it was you know, something going on but did you yeah. knew they were shit. yeah I, I don't think i did i don't think i've ever seen something like that where where the bad guy employs like a little old lady and a little old man to maybe they're john by his parents <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mom. I, tr- I trusted Briscoe's instinct, so I knew he didn't track them to the wrong house. Yeah. Does that mean his parents? <laughs> his parents blew up in that shed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, now they're even. Oh. Awesome. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yeah, it took um, it took a while for Briscoe to doubt himself. Like, I expected him to come in, and, like, I was surprised the first time I saw that, and I didn't expect him to stick with it for so long. Like, where's Bly? And, you know, drill them for a few moments before he's like, oh, I guess I made a mistake. I expected him to be like, ah, oh, crap, <laughs> as soon as he came in. But, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, he leaves. His tail between his legs. Um, but Briscoe Sr. stops him and accuses him of being afraid of John Bly. Um, but then he kind of gets around to saying maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't. It was interesting that his dad, his dad visited, but I don't really feel like he had actually a lot of a big or significant enough role in the episode. No. 
in a lot of things that he said. Yeah. Mm. Just kind of like Frisco, I'm sure he could have talked himself through this. Maybe he was just kind of like a manifestation of his subconscious, but Yeah, it's kind of like usually when something like this happens in a show, it's they arrive you know, when the the hero's, like, downtrodden, at their, they're at their lowest low. This seemed to be just, like, another case, and he's just, like, interfering. <laughs> yeah. He did not help. Knocks him off his horse. Yeah. <laughs> he probably would have been fine without him, it's true. Yeah, save your, your one trip back to the, the, the human world for, like, when he really needs it. Or we can, when he can actually tell him something. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um... So Briscoe ends up going back and gets the drop on those guys, on the uh, wise parents. <laughs> um, he locks them up in the shed along with one, another goon, never to be heard from again. <laughs> um, he sets up a smoke bomb and he stashes the rod away. And uh, he goes down into the cave. And we didn't even mention that yet. It's yet another cave. Yeah. Oh, man. I really... They must be using the same set and just rearranging everything. I think so. Yeah. But it does look fairly different every time we see a cave. Um, Briscoe gets the drop on Bly, but uh, Bly has Socrates and Wickwire hostage. So they all go up together to get the rod. Um, Bly gives Jason over to him. I was surprised that he did that before he got the rod. The rod has never looked more like a glass dildo. Is it <laughs> Oh, really? Why? It's what I find. It's just like, it's just got a tip to it. It's got like oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like that's what they want it for. They're just like sharing this dildo. <laughs> like, first it was like, Briscoe's dad was using it. Now it's why wants it. It's got magical power. You, it's got... You gotta come up with a name for this product. This this rod. Uh, the orb. The, the, the blue dildo. The orb rod. The blue dildo with the golden tip. Oh, yeah. It's gonna have some creative name. That's gross. Gro- that is gross. Um, uh, local Bob gets the rob. The, the rob. The rod. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it. The, the rob. <laughs> that makes no sense. Doesn't uh, have to. Yeah, it doesn't have to. And he gets to keep the rod and then <laughs> to put it to the orb. <laughs> I like uh, I like when Bly tells Remy to go get the rod, and then Remy tells Bob to go get the rod, and he just like he looks at it and his he pulls his mouth tight, his lips tight. He's like, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I can do it. <laughs> and, then he, <laughs> and then he goes over. It's just like he's so agreeable. <laughs> uh, and uh, he like psychs himself up and goes over. Um, <clears throat> so he Bly tells him to put it into the orb oh. and uh, <laughs> insert it into the orb <laughs> insert Rob into the orb it's my Rob <laughs> uh, uh, so he's turned into beach rocks <laughs> like, but like Bly's like, like telling him to think positively and how is that gonna help you I like the I look on his face made a difference. I don't know I don't know. I thought I liked the look on his face, and he's like, "Oh, it's beautiful. Oh my god, it's beautiful." And he's like looking up, and he's smiling. And then, like and then, yeah, if you if you if, like if, you, if you freeze that special effect, it looks like you turn into a bunch of pebbles. I think what it is with the the orb is that you shouldn't touch it without somebody inviting you to like, like actually, like the person that possesses it to like maybe. What I guess I guess John Bly possessed it. 
I don't know. But then Briscoe Senior possessed it. Mm. I don't know. This is the rock. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> Like, it well, literally Remy, or- chooses its master, and then if it's not the right master, then it's like, nope, nope, you can't, you, nope, you can't do anything. You're not allowed. <laughs> Maybe that's why the orb got all freaked up with the professor, like, testing stuff. Mm. Well, it was also damaged, so we yeah. don't know how, it might not be reacting how it usually would. Yeah. True. We're gonna say something, Bob? Just Remy was at least smart enough to delegate it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't want any part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Loco. Um... But then, did it? Did you see? Does it look to you like his his when his matter got divided into blobs? Mm-hmm. I thought they were like sort of more viscous blobs than like rocks. But they got sucked into a black hole or something. Yeah, something like that. I, I don't know if he like died or if he got transported to another dimension or he just transcended. Yeah, or he's a ghost now. <laughs> yeah, he's maybe through space. He'll come back. Yeah, I had visions of them reassembling themselves like the Terminator. <laughs> Oh yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's just liquid. Yeah. He's a liquid man. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Briscoe ignites the smoke just as Lord Bowler arrives. <laughs> uh how did he lose Jason? Like he like Yeah, he had was his right buckles. beside him. I don't know. He's following Jason's voice. The house in this scene seems so much bigger than it was before there was smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Much emptier. Nobody's tripping over furniture. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I just expected somebody to get like the corner of a table in their hip or something. Oh, <laughs> shins everywhere. <laughs> yeah, shins. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, another another proof piece of evidence that this was John Bly's parents' house is that John Bly. You didn't even hear him. He just knew how to escape right away. He knew where the door was. Yeah. He didn't need to see anything. <laughs> Bly tells Remy to kill the boy. Um... Briscoe uses his faith in himself to shoot Remy through the smoke. I don't know how this works. Faith. Sure. <laughs> I just don't know how, like, he's like, oh, thank God I didn't shoot. So he didn't, still didn't know for sure it's, for where he was shooting. Yeah, he wasn't completely confident. Yeah, it seemed to me more faith in his skill because he has maybe had, like, a really good sense of hearing. Awesome. <laughs> like, echolocation ability. No, <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Maybe um, his dad was like a superhero and he inherited like the superhero powers. He dad. does. His dad does say he has powers. He doesn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're a mutant, son. Um, <laughs> alien. That's yeah. why he's such a bad. That's why he dad. could be healed by the orb, but everyone else is kind of like the power is too much for them, and eventually they distract. Briscoe's an alien. Yeah. Oh. Back in the cave. Why? Uh, um... <laughs> Well, he brings the ore back down and it's gonna explode. Shouldn't have messed with it. Yeah. Shouldn't have touched it. Yeah. Shouldn't have inserted things in it. <laughs> John Bly doesn't seem very concerned either that it's gonna blow up. No, mm. he's just like, yeah, I guess it didn't work out. He and Briscoe get to fight a little bit here. <laughs> Their first uh, fist fight, I think, the series. I love how John Bly looks like he's been rolling flowers. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like he's been working in a baby. Yeah. <laughs> why is there why is there a flower on the ceiling of this cave? <laughs> There's also like this like like, like perfectly conical like stalag. Oh yeah. Mite. Is it mite or mite? Stalag. Right. Yeah. It's like perfectly shaped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's obviously. <laughs> uh. So Bly escapes after a short fight. Um. 
and uh, all our heroes ride away as the house and the, the cows and those people in the shed all explode. <laughs> Nobody sheds a tear. Um, Did you guys shed a tear? I had completely forgotten about the people in the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me that's what they Honestly, were counting on. You're just as bad as my will. <laughs> yeah, he forgot his, about his own parents in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, but those cows were, were like visually within the explosion area. Um, well, everybody had steak that night. Um, <laughs> okay. So Jason's reunited with his dad. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Thanks, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, I hated the dad. I was like, this. thank you, Briscoe, and I, I would have punched that guy in the face. You just fired me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Briscoe, I mean, Bowler tells Briscoe that he was offered his job. He's not going <laughs> to. So, does Briscoe end up getting his job back? Is he still unemployed next week? I think so. I think he was just fired from that specific assignment. Oh, okay. The Jason assignment. <laughs> he's still he's still on the Bly tracking assignment. <laughs> uh, Briscoe Sr. congratulates him on the job. Uh, finally gets to tell him he made him proud and uh, this is where they talk about the orb and how it's a trinity exciting stuff yeah <laughs> well, at least he did give him one piece of actual useful information by the end <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's yeah. that is something new um, he's being called back so they say their final goodbye <laughs> and tell each other they love each other aww Oh, at least he had time to do that. Yeah. God gave him that much time. Yeah. <laughs> he, he held off on squishing him. <laughs> uh, all right, any other notes on the episode? I just put that uh, I noticed that there were no Zs in my notes for this episode. Oh, really? That's good. <laughs> That's a good sign. Good sign. Excellent. <laughs> so where does the story go from this? So I guess we'll be searching for the other two orbs. Hmm. I'm guessing that John Bly knows about them because of his in, un, he was unconcerned when the their orb blew up. Yeah, yeah. And his comment to Briscoe about knowledge. What was his comment? Oh, it's my quote. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he also told Briscoe specifically that this was the wrong orb. So he yeah, certainly knows true. of at least one more. Does he just mean the unfunctional orb or the actual wrong orb? <laughs> I... Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I just... I, I assumed he said that because uh, it was about to explode. <laughs> so, you don't want that, you don't want that one. We'll try again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright, so... Bob, would you like to rate the episode? Sure. Um, I love Briscoe in general. This isn't one of my favorites. Mm. I didn't like the main storyline at all. I didn't like the kid. I hated the father. Um, I was annoyed by the old couple, which is probably my low point of the episode um i did like the stuff i liked was bly i always liked Bly. i like bowler um i like ellie as returning recurring character although she wasn't in it very often but i said the main plot line i didn't like and and briscoe senior was disappointment for me Mm. i liked him as a character in the pilot i i thought he was surprisingly little helpful you know, surprisingly unhelpful in this episode. And uh, so I'd, I'd give it a uh, 
six out of ten ants in my pants. <laughs> yeah, that was my rating. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you can both have ants in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Would you like slightly more exuberant ants in your pants? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just have to have to give the ants in your pants a qualifier. Yeah. <laughs> Um, give them a trait of some kind <laughs> that'll differentiate it. Uh, you want to rate it? Well, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I um, liked seeing Briscoe Senior back. I liked Bly. Bly was awesome in this episode, and Bowler and stuff with Briscoe and all that. I really dug the episode. I give it nine out of ten. Something different. Ghostly Fathers. All right. Hmm. Uh, I agree with you. I, I like the episode a lot, um, except for Jason and his dad. Uh, but everything else I really liked. Um, maybe, yeah, Briscoe Sr. could have been used uh, in a better way in a different episode when it felt more appropriate. But um, I'm still glad to see him. Uh, so I'm going to give it... 8.5, I guess. 8.5 out of 10 gullible lackeys. Alright. Um, Caitlin, you want to go? Sure. Um, I am going to give this an 8 out of 10 Kurt uh, goodbyes when Professor Rick Ware was trying to run away. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I liked the the good banter or you know fighting between John Bly and Briscoe. Mm-hmm. They're two strong characters to have, and I think it's good when we see them interact. And there was the orb bonus points for it coming back and moving the plot along in that respect. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Mel is coughing at the moment. Uh, she's <laughs> back. All right. What do you give it? I'm going to give it a uh, 9 out of 10. Ghost bird beds. Ghost bird beds. <laughs> Could you guys hear her? Yeah. Okay. Barely. Barely. Sorry. Say it again. Don't want to talk. All right, never mind. <laughs> Levelator will fix it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, high point and low point of the episode. Uh, maybe I'll go first this time. I usually don't. I'd say my high point is Bowler and the rattle- Rattlesnake, and I don't expect to be alone on this one. Yeah, that was mine too. Ah, <laughs> oh, me too. Me, me oh. too. Oh, <laughs> that's four. To me five. too. So oh, wait, I'm going to both pick... this week. Can we wow. do this? Huh? Or maybe I should pick a different one. Huh? Oh, we can we can have unanimous. Okay. We'll have we unanimous. Did. We'll have it unanimous, and then on the um, on the poll, I'll allow people to put their own options. So yeah, that works. Other things can win. Yeah. <laughs> but they won't. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I can't. <laughs> True. Uh, my <laughs> low point is the introduction of Jason. Mm. Hell is this case? Uh, all right. Uh, who wants to go with their low point? Because that's all that's I'll left. I'll go. My right. low point is Anthony Pants. Anthony the Pants. Right. Just the whole thing with the pants Okay. I hope your levelator can fix that, Matt. <laughs> it's pretty quiet. You quiet? Yeah. yeah. Aww. Just in case. <laughs> all right. Yeah. My low point is the Anthony Pants. Okay. Well, mine I mentioned, but it was the old couple. That, to me, just kind of ground the episode to the ho- to a halt for a while. Okay. Mine was uh, the conversation in the beginning uh, between Frisco and Jason, whatever his name was. 
Do you want to just say yours is the same as mine, the Jason introduction, or is it specifically their conversation you didn't like? It was the conversation. I don't know if it was like the whole introduction you didn't like, or I mean, not being introduced or what. Yeah, it was basically not being introduced. Okay, we'll see. It's different. I don't like the conversation. You don't like their not introduction. All right. Yeah, my low point was when Socrates got captured by the two goons and they forced him to let them go. That was also a crappy scene. Or, it wasn't a crappy scene. It was just a crappy thing to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who's got a quote or two? I do. All right. I'm probably going to break my voice trying this one, but this is Bowler. What you think you looking at, you little nasty lizard lip, fork tongue, belly slithering, would be wallet and a making reptile? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice yeah, yeah. Followed by. <laughs> 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 I got one. I can't remember what he said. I can only remember the last part, <clears throat> but it was one of Bly's guys. You're going around a sharp bend. Whoa, my voice. <clears throat> <laughs> You're going around a sharp bend, County. Your daddy's taking a dirt nap. So he said, dirt and nap. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did repeat that after he said it. He's like, Daddy's taking a dirt nap. <laughs> nap. Um, I liked Bly's uh, quote: "Existential musings from a fifteen-year-old friend." I love it. And right before that, the urchin stirs. <laughs> I love him. One of the quotes I liked was. When Bly says to Briscoe, your knowledge is far outstripped by your heroic endeavors. This is going to be your final undoing. It's kind of interesting that it is that. It's not really a funny quote, but... Mm. What do you make of that quote? <sighs> Bly seems to be hinting all the time that he knows a lot more than what's going on. Mm. He's also an alien. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's aliens running all over the Just place. Just like an alien. <laughs> Briscoe, I'm here to tell you we're star people. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> your eyes were so creepy when you did that. I had to do the Bly eye. Oh, <laughs> that would certainly explain Bly's fashion sense. <laughs> yeah. um, no, what do you got? Mm-hmm. From a scientific point of view, I'd love to help, ethically speaking. Damned if I'd work for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone else? Or are we good? I also like the not allowed to tell ya. <laughs> not allowed to tell ya. Yeah. Dad, I'm not allowed to tell ya. <laughs> yeah, I've got one. Oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. I'll even Briscoe Senior said, Why do you spend so much time asking questions that have no answers? <laughs> and I have uh, Remy and Socrates. What's the matter? Don't you trust me? You're a kidnapper in the employee of a psychopath. Good point. <laughs> Matt, this is probably your favorite quote here. Meet local Bob, handsome young fella, eighty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like. I liked it when Bowler said that orb thing again. I hate this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bowler, he knows what's what. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's get to the feedback. Um, oh, I had. I had IMDb's open for Remy and Bob, uh, <laughs> but I didn't see too much of them. Um, the guy who played Remy, he played uh, Tara's father on Buffy. That's about the only interesting thing I saw. Ooh. Uh, mm. 
Oh, he was also in an episode of X Files where he played U.S. Marshal Marshal Dado. <laughs> <laughs> Dado. That's so weird. <laughs> so. I think he was creepier on Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first one is from Moira. Heyo, Briscas. It's Moira. Just finished watching Senior Spirit. Daddy's back! Yay! <laughs> this made me happy. Every time uh, Briscoe's dad is on the screen, I think it's just rather fabulous, and I love their touching little goodbye at the end. I think I got a little, you know, choked up there. Um, <laughs> Bly is back, and once again, seems to inhabit a cave. Uh, I don't know. What dwells in caves? Like bears do? Uh, foxes live in dens. Uh, Hmm, caveman? Yeah, maybe he's just, you know, got a caveman spirit. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, he's back, and Briscoe didn't get him. But I like the, uh, the fact that uh, they certainly, uh, you know, twig us to realize that the ongoing quest to get why this is probably going to run through the entire course of the series. I sure as hell hope at the end he actually gets his man. You know, I, I, I we need that payoff, right? I, I think, anyway. Um... And there's two other orbs. It's a it's a holy orb at Trinity. Ooh. Now this might make Will unhappy because I think it was Will who said he's not too keen on all this sci-fi stuff. Um, but you know that's okay. I, I think it might be kind of neat to see where they go with this. Um, I don't I don't know if we're actually going to see Briscoe's dad again. It sounded more like um, oh you know you carry me in your heart. I'll always be watching over you kind of thing. But I I kind of hope he comes back personally because <laughs> I, I like that interplay. Hmm. High point for me, well, other than the emotional cute little thing, but high point for me, I think, is when Bowler falls out of the tree because he's been tracking Briscoe and then confronts the snake. I, I don't know what it is about Bowler, but he's, um, he does add comic relief, but, but he's also, I don't know, he kind of lights up the screen when he's on, so I enjoy him. Uh, low point for me was Socrates uh, getting suckered in to being trapped by the two guys when he was offering them water. That was just far too obvious. Um, he should have just stayed away from them. Come on, Socrates. You need to be more wily. More wily coyote. So, overall, this was a solid one for me. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Uh, ants in the pants tricks. Alright, till next time. Bye. Everybody has that, uh, that rating. Everybody yeah. has that yeah. low, like, low point, high point. Yeah, a lot of consensus going on. Yeah. <clears throat> Did I say I didn't like the sci-fi? Because I love the sci-fi. I, that's what I thought. I thought you liked it. So I, I think. Yeah. So. But I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like Bowler in the beginning. So maybe my opinion changed. Or something. I think. <clears throat> I think one of our one or two of our feedbackers aren't too keen on the sci- the sci-fi thing. Maybe. It's probably. Yeah, there was one that just like straight up westerns. Yeah, I can't remember who. Was it Harold? It might have been. Yeah, I think it was. But I think he's liking it more now anyways. So next one is from your brother, Bob. Victor, uh, do you want to read it? Okay. R, I I not be I in this episode with pleasure. Even so, I be sending me scrawlins off to you scalawags. Oops. Well, that was the last episode. (laughs) Now I remember. Senior Spirit is the episode that was written in one day and it shows. Oh. Oh, It wasn't all bad. Bowler was great, but there wasn't enough of him. This is like having Michael Jordan on your basketball team and keeping him on the bench. (laughs) 
At least he had a couple of memorable scenes facing down a snake. I'm sure someone will have that quote. Mm-hmm. Or throwing himself off a cliff to follow Briscoe. Bowler, Bowler can track anyone, anywhere. Socrates, sigh, with Socrates, for better or, more likely, worse. Worse. <laughs> I honestly would not trust that man to push a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Wickwire was here, too, but even he wasn't his usual jovial self, oblivious to any danger he is in. Briscoe Sr. showing up was different. Clearly, Senior was never in the running for Father of the Year, since he spent more time talking to Junior after he was dead than he ever did while he was alive. It was nice to learn the backstory, but what I'd like to know is, why is he here? How did he get here? Will he be back? A good story would have answered those questions. The sad thing is that this episode had all the elements we like to see. Bowler, Wickwire, John Bly, the Orb, and story development but it still fell flat as if some of the actors had just phoned it in. I think the major problem is that inexplicable things happened, and at some point they needed to be explained. I can suspend disbelief for a lot of aspects of Briscoe. I don't mind the anachronisms, and I can hand-wave lots of things, even the orb, but having seniors show up without any explanation is just wrong. I write novels, and I make sure to tie the loose ends up in the final chapter to give the reader closure. Some TV shows like Babylon 5 do that really well, and others do it really badly. Cough. Twin Peaks. Cough. (laughs) (laughs) This episode isn't the closest that Briscoe comes to jumping the shark, but it's one of my least favorites. I really would have preferred your suggestion from last week's podcast. If Senior Spirit had been about a high school pep squad with cheerleaders running and jumping around, I think it would have been far more entertaining. Instead, Senior Spirit... Spirit earns only six defective orbs. Regards, Victor. Wow. You were, you were in simpatico with your brother. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't kidding about writing novels. Oh, I, cool. I didn't know that about him. No, I meant from the length of this one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys live closer. 3,000 miles apart. Aww. All right. Well, thank you very much, Victor. Um, uh, next one is from Harold. Hey, here's my thoughts on Senior Spirit. I was disappointed by the way the episode turned out. Uh, I, I, I was very excited at the beginning when you, I saw in the credits that Lee Ermey uh, was going to be in the, this episode. Of course, you guys had predicted that he would be back last uh, podcast. And then I also saw John Aston and uh, John Bly was going to be in this episode. We could have the orb. And uh, I was hoping, because I, I'm just not finding uh, the sci-fi uh, storyline is working for me. So I was hoping that Marshall County was going to come back and help Briscoe to capture Lie and capture the orb and we can move on to some, some new storyline that works. Uh, and so, you know, it, my expectations really got heightened when Bly said that uh, to Briscoe, this is going to be our final showdown. And I guess I'm, I'm, I'm applying modern standards to a 20-year-old show, because I think nowadays they might actually do something like that. They might wrap up the storyline if the writers felt it wasn't working, even this early in the season. But I don't think they did that uh, back then. They would have just kept it going. So um, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed because they had a great opportunity, too, with the chandelier. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a staple of Westerns, having the chandelier come down on somebody. And here we have that ridiculous chandelier in, in Bly's cave hideaway 
the the whole cave is is coming down and I was just screaming at my at my set uh, to Bly, back up, back up, get under that chandelier, and it didn't fall down. What 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 is it? Is it super glued on there? How is it that that chandelier did not fall down? So that was my low point of the episode. Uh, the high point was the goodbye scene. I thought that was very touching. Uh, although uh, I don't know what other people's experiences are. I, I've had one time in my life where. I had the opportunity to say goodbye to a loved one who was in hospice and was uh, very close to passing. And it, it, I'm not sure that I'd want to do that again. Uh, it, it makes for a great moment on television. They always want to have uh, those moments of closure. But in reality, looking into someone's eyes and uh, someone you love and knowing that this is going to be the last time that you'll see them and they're looking at you, knowing that uh, it could be a devastating thing, uh, and I'm not, I'm not so sure it's such a great moment, but certainly uh, they love having those scenes on TV. Uh, so anyway, uh, I give this one six super glued chandeliers out of ten, and talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye. That's interesting. Mm. I can't say that I've ever, uh, I've ever had that chance to say goodbye to anyone. No. It's been close. I'm sure it's not. <clears throat> it's not fun, but no, I mean. No, it's not fun. His dad was standing right in front of him. He couldn't just ignore him. And, yeah. Well, see ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I refuse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it's I, not like he was already dead anyways. Mm, so yeah. it's not like he was dying and suffering. It's not the same with the suffering, right? Mm. I definitely don't want to see Bly gone this early, though. I really like Bly. I agree, yeah. Mm. I agree as for the chandelier, uh, a stalagmite fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That chandelier, though, it was like, yeah, it was super good there. Yeah. <laughs> Stronger than rock. Yeah. All right. Um, next, we got one. Thanks again, Harold, That's actually. That's a long one. So thanks, Harold. Uh, next one is from Robin. Um, it's quite long. Who wants to read it? Sure. I'll take it. <laughs> well, howdy there, partners. So this week, let me paraphrase Lord Buller by saying, Oh, the orb, I hate that. <laughs> One, what's, what the heck is going on with this show? This orb stuff is even vaguer than some other show's mythology I might know about. <laughs> <laughs> Although my newbies probably wouldn't find fault in this since Chris Carter didn't write it. <laughs> Two, was this the orb we saw before? If so... Was it missing a light bulb then? If not, where did it go? It is not the same orb. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that, that uh, <laughs> bulb fell out. <laughs> Three. Where did Bly get this orb from? Uh, sounds like he bought it, or it was brought to him. <laughs> he bought know. it at a department store. <laughs> I don't know. He said he said people knew that he wanted it, and he had some contacts, and they got him. The orb. Got it on eBay. Oh yay! <laughs> it's a coming thing. <laughs> For why did his dad pull a light bulb out of this orb and keep it? Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Five, did we see his dad's ghost or was that something to do with the orb? If he was a ghost, why did he not show up until now? Yeah, part of me was wondering if that was really his dad or if it was just something manifesting itself as his dad. Yeah, that could be too, but I got the feeling it was his dad. Yeah. Six, why can't his dad tell him anything? It's so frustrating. Uh, uh, that was me at the end. That, was, that wasn't Robin. Um, 
Seven, why is his dad constantly holding a pipe that he doesn't smoke? <laughs> <laughs> Just for show. It's like a vanity pipe. Hey, what special powers does Briscoe have? Is he Neo? The power of faith? Really? Nine, why do they keep the best character from showing up until halfway through the episode? If this show keeps abusing Bowler, I'm going to adopt him into the X-Files and have him work with Agent Pendrall in the FBI's Psy-Crime Lab. Imagine the hijinks. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that Bowler shows up in the X-Files now. Yeah. You mean That'd the actor? so fun, yeah. yes. But I mean, if he, if, he did get, if he did get adopted into the X-Files and he worked with Agent Pendrell, he'd only show up every, like, ten episodes. So that's not, that's not any better than, than <laughs> this in this uh, show. <clears throat> At number 10, why does Bowler talk so low? Why? Billy Drago's performance is just super creepy, but not at all menacing or even comprehensible. <laughs> Would it be, wouldn't it be awesome if they killed Bly off and Whitmire got seduced by the powers of the orb and went super evil? I think that's kind of dark for the show. <laughs> <laughs> 11, did Briscoe not go through the door only because the writers wanted to refer back to it later? Yeah, it was a story point. Twelve, can we call Socrates' horse Mustard because he is as yellow as that nerd's belly? Oh. <laughs> can we rename Bola's horse from Asteroid or whatever you guys were proposing to Lord Stallion? <laughs> he needs a he needs a regal name just like his owner. Oh, I, I also yeah. like that. Lord Stallion. That's the best. <laughs> 13, the horses should have been paid double oats this week for the several scenes where they had to be written down a steep embankment. Mm. 14, an episode where Socrates has more screen time than Bowler almost deserves no feedback. I've about had it with that whiny... What's that word? Blat-ass? Blat-ass? I don't know. Is that a is that a typo, Robin, or is blat-ass a maybe, thing? Maybe it's a thing that you say in Vermont. <clears throat> it's a Vermont <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some kind of emoticon that just got translated. <laughs> maybe. Where, where's the blad ass? Em- <laughs> maybe, maybe it's German. Maybe it's German. <laughs> Stop using German emoticons. Bro. Fifteen. That bartender lady is the worst, and I don't appreciate them writing her in like she's one of the regulars. I almost suspected mm-hmm. after she came over to give Briscoe advice for him to turn her turn to her and say, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> That That's what I said when I saw Jason. <laughs> he asks her for advice, and then he says, the fuck you? <laughs> yeah. By the way. That would have been great. 16, a trinity of orbs. Uh, 17, Bowler. Whoop, Will is gone. Oh, no. No. Will, come back. He got obliterated by the orb. No. Hello? Hello. We yeah. thought you had been turned into pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> That was cool. Okay. 17, <laughs> as I was saying. Bowler is an amazingly dedicated tracker. This show should be the adventures of Lord Bowler and his horse, Lord Stallion. <laughs> um, 18. Also, I think Pistol Pete and Loco Bob should have a spinoff, or at least their own episode. But only if Bowler gets to be in it most of the time. Bob could be the Otis to Pete's Lex Luthor. <laughs> 19. I do not understand why they would build Julius Carey second if they aren't going to use him. It's like watching the X-Files episode three every single week. (laughs) Aw, that's true. But I'm pretty sure uh, he's, you know, more of a staple as we go. Still early beginnings. 
20, they should have pushed that annoying kid and his asshole dad off that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the kid was that annoying his dad was, though. Mm. 21, as for the love of P- and for the love of Pete, why didn't Briscoe shoot Bly one of the many times that he could have? That guy killed your dad, Briscoe. Are you trying to turn him into the authorities or trying to collect the bounty? You obviously don't care about the money. It's the old West. Kill him. <laughs> 22, I miss Dixie Rections. <laughs> 23, I love that you just read that. <laughs> 24, hey Matt, I'll see you next week on Intro to X. We'll be reviewing one of the best episodes of season four, The Field Where I Died. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> realize I was going to be on that. Next. <laughs> 25, you can find our podcast, Intro to X, at <laughs> introtox.com. <laughs> Strike 25 from the record. <laughs> I think we should have edited the, this his uh, email down just like they gave us like that two minute limit. Yeah, yeah. this has gone What's way over that, two Robin? minutes. Robin? You're like, he's like getting back at us for like <laughs> just, all these long feedbacks. Just take out random bits though, like no no sense. Yeah, so he, he like it looks like he can't count properly. Yeah, one seven. Yes, eleven. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just make him look. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we wouldn't do that to you, Robin. Not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. Okay. We got one left. And finally, uh, twenty-six. Hopefully, Seamus will tell us how amazing this episode was. <laughs> I just can't give it much. Three out of ten unsmoked ghost pipes. Happy trails, Robin. Oh, that's sad. Robin's <laughs> taking a turn. <laughs> I think he's just trying to get back at us. I don't know. He was really enjoying the show up until now. Oh. But I think we are beginning to be outnumbered by by uh, people who don't like this episode. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> Those like of us who didn't I like liked it. it. Uh, we'll see what the next one brings. Caitlin, you want to re- uh, read Daniela's? I might have rated it wrong, though, because I don't know. I rated it on the basis of the fact that it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like same. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if you think about it, it really uh, yeah. could have been better. But yeah, exactly. It could have been better, but it was very entertaining for me. Like, I was, you mm. know, it kept me on the edge of my seat. I thought there was a lot of good scenes in it. Yeah. But. Oh, well. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Exactly. As they say. Uh, all right, so next we got Daniela. Hi there, and hopefully in time this time. It's a good idea to start with my view of which genre, movie, or TV series is being parodied. The association that came to mind is definitely Star Wars. There is this difficult relationship between father and son, though certainly on a different, that is, comic level, and then, of course, the fact that Briscoe is sort of Jedi being told to follow his intuition, his instincts. So for me, there's definitely a strong connection. What I really, really love is the way Briscoe Jr., Briscoe Sr. interact and the way their dialogue reflects the relationship, which on the one hand is characterized by Briscoe Sr. simply not being able to be there for his son and on the other hand by their mutual and deep love for each other, especially when they finally get to say goodbye. It's always quite hard to make a ghostly apparition work. Recently I've watched a German TV series featuring a crime scene cleanup with a similar scene and the solution was quite good. The real or living person simply stated that he did not believe in ghosts, he even told them to go away, yet the ensuing conversation between him and the apparition felt very real and natural. And this was due to the fact that the disbelief has been addressed. And here the feeling is the same after the first moment of bewilderment. Junior and Senior seemingly fall into a routine and their conversation featuring filial accusation of neglect or good paternal advice feels natural. Here again, a feature that I very much love about this TV series figures, and this is the wonderful chemistry between the actors, in this case, Arlie Ernie and Bruce Campbell. 
They absolutely hit spot on, and I also like the way the other father-son relationship between Jason and his father mirrors the counties, and how in both cases the sons are growing during the cause of the events. Then there are the usual suspects, Lord Bowler being crossed because of Briscoe's actions, Socrates being a character, i.e. inept when handling criminals, Mm -hmm. Professor Wickwire being the mad yet thoughtful scientist, and of course, John Bly being scary as hell. One plot twist I like is the old couple who turned out to be Bly's accomplices. Great. Best wishes. Daniela. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you. So there's one more for the likes. (laughs) I feel like every episode, people are always very divided, hmm. usually. Um, Alright, so here's one from Matt A. He says, rah, 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 who's got senior spirit? We do, we do. <laughs> oh, the orb is gone. Blind must have taken it back down into the cave with him. That orb thing again, I hate this. Oh, Buller, I share your frustration. <laughs> What's the deal with these orbs? Why are there three of them? What makes them different? What do they do? Why does Bly want them? I have no idea. These writers, they want to deceive and bagel and obfuscate. <laughs> but I would love some clarity. What's the deal with Ghost Dad? Is he an actual ghost? Uh, alien construct? A figment of Briscoe's deranged mind? Has Briscoe been dipping into the peyote? Is he tripping balls? I have no <laughs> clue. But uh, I did love the scenes between Arlie Ermy and Bruce Campbell. Those two gentlemen knocked it out of the park. A lot of great acting in this one. Bowler stared down a snake and then fell off a cliff. It was amazing. (laughs) The professor returned. He was just as twitchy and bug-eyed as ever. There was no Pete, unfortunately. There was a guy named Loco Bob who tried to be Pete, but he was not Pete. (laughs) Except no Pete substitutes. I thought it was clever that the hideout was underneath the farmhouse. I thought for sure that the old man and the old lady were wearing masks that Briscoe was going to pull off the old lady's face and it was going to be Bly underneath. I also <laughs> thought when the orb exploded, it was going to suck the house into a black hole or into another dimension. Said it just blew up, and that was kind of lame. But maybe that's a budgetary thing. They didn't have the sophisticated effects to do anything cooler than that. Overall, a very entertaining episode. I'm still ambivalent about the orb. I think it's a really great concept, but not knowing what it is or what's at stake makes it a little hard to care. But this episode gets top marks for its good character moments. The scenes between Briscoe and his father, something that we've been needing for quite a while is backstory. And we got a little bit of it here. I'm going to give this episode 8 out of 10. Ants in my pants! There's ants in my pants! There's ants all over me! No, it was just lint. <laughs> yes. So there's another positive vote for the episode. I really wish that would have happened, though, what Matt described about uh, Briscoe pulling off the old lady's face and it was John Bly. <laughs> yeah. It would have been amazing. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> I also like the idea that they're his parents, though, and he let them explode. Exactly. Because <laughs> he's evil. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we got Seamus. How excited is Seamus? <laughs> yes. We should try to guess before we... <laughs> well, he hasn't been not excited yet. Yeah, so I'm going to say he's, he's excited. Be very excited. On, a, on an excited scale, he's going to be very excited. <laughs> What's up, intro to Briscoe? This is Seamus coming to you with his thoughts of Senior Spirit. Ah, oh, yes, we're back to the, the whole orb story arc. And this was really, really good. I didn't expect to really enjoy all the orb stuff as much as I did, but everything with Briscoe and his dad was kind of really, really touching and really moved the, the plot of that whole orb thing along. And it's still mysterious as all hell, but... We get some more clues behind, and that's really, really great. Although, oh god, there was there was one scene early on with with the jail, right when they when we first are shown like, oh look, this kid is kidnapped and he's in a jail now, 
and he's talking to Bly's talking to Wickwire, and then he's like, "I have this kid's boy," and like the kid like just steps out into frame, like I'm here just to you know prove that I'm here because this is how it works. Ah, the convenience of television writing, whatever. <laughs> but let's let's be honest. The best part of this episode is, of course, Bowler. Who cannot love Bowler? Everything he does is fantastic, magnificent, and beautiful, especially the part with the snake. Oh, God. As I've said many times before, the show is just like a warm hug. It just makes you feel good <laughs> deep down on the inside. Oh, but regardless, just... And then, of course, we also have the ever-so, ever-so, ever-so wonderful Professor Wickwire. And this show, like, when, when we've got Bowler and we've got Professor Wickwire in an episode, we're solid. Like, we don't need anything else in this show. And he's just so great. Oh, Professor Wickwire. I'm like, I just, I just, oh, just, just this show. I wish I had more specific things to say, but I know you guys have basically covered them all anyway. So this is just for me to just, just gush about how great the show makes me feel, which is always just magnificent. And next week, who knows what's going to happen, but it's going to be magnificent, great and wonderful. And I'm so, so, so excited. So I'm excited (laughs) to hear what you guys think. And I'm excited to hear what everybody else thinks. So until next time, intro to Briscoe. Ha oh, yeah! I got I got it wrong. It was oh so yeah. Excited. He was so 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 excited. It was <laughs> the most excited yet. <laughs> I love you, Shades. You're adorable. <laughs> I just love I just love how, how like happy he is about the show. <laughs> mm. uh, I forgot to say after um, oh, I can't remember who it was. The last person who complained about the orb storyline not moving along very fast. I think we've only seen the orb like three times, <laughs> so yeah, it's true. It's still early days. Yeah, <clears throat> not all should be it, answered but it, this they, early. They are skipping. They are skipping over the orb a lot. Like they, mm. they tend to ignore it a lot. So I can understand why people are like, "Come on!" Like they yeah. want to know what the orb is about, right? So. Yeah. Uh, and our last one is from Mila. Hello, Briscoe gang and Bob. The time has come to send my very first feedback to Intro to Briscoe, and boy, does it feel a bit weird. I mean, I've heard your voices in my head for at least a year now. (laughs) Telling me all sort of stuff, from batshit crazy tales, from pre-war Dust Bowl on Carnicast, to even crazier stories from Twin Peaks and a lot of other nutty stuff on various episodes you guest hosted. Same goes for Bob. Oh my, the things I've heard him discussing on DexterCast. Straight up insane, I tell you. <laughs> I wanted to send in some of my thoughts on Senior Spirit, and goddammit, I have literally just realized that I only have a few minutes left before you guys start recording. <laughs> so, f- <laughs> so first thing you've learned about me is that I'm rubbish at keeping up with deadlines, and well, that's actually a crucial treat of mine, so it's quite adequate. adequate. Luckily, I don't really have much to say about this episode, unlike so many others, so I may manage to get it in on time. For some reason, this one was kind of meh for me, never really delivered where I expected it to do so, and even though a few of the elements got me excited at the beginning, I don't know, it just fell flatter than I'd had have wished. Especially the Popo Briscoe stuff. Perhaps I set my expectations a tad too high as soon as I saw a senior showing up. The orb stuff, on the other hand, I found pretty infuriating. All that time spent on expositions that didn't really expose me to much knowledge about it. Just shut up already. I loved every moment Professor Wickwire was on screen, though. I wish there was much more of him in the series, and Lord Bowler's masterful snake charming technique was so awesome. (laughs) It has to be my highlight of the episode. I give it 6.5 out of 10 Briscoe free-falling maneuvers and hope I'm not too late. Take care, y'all. Till next time. Thank you very much. Thanks for uh, going out of the way to send your first feedback. It's always exciting. I remember when I did that. That is all. All right, so thanks, everybody. Really appreciate it. 
Um, if anybody's listening who has fallen off the feedback train, get back on. <laughs> Claire. Uh, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently she's having DVD player troubles. Oh. She needs a specific, the worst. a specific DVD over there in the UK to play American DVDs. Uh, oh, there's always Uncle Nefarious. Yeah, yes, that's true. Um, but, I mean, she bought the show, so she probably wants to use them. Yeah. Um, so the next episode is called Briscoe for the Defense. What do we think of that is about? He's a lawyer in this episode. <laughs> oh, I think Comet's on trial for something, and Briscoe's got to <laughs> defend him. Uh, <laughs> Comet of Gun. It becomes particularly complex because Briscoe has to translate for Comet during the trial. Samel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, maybe. Uh, I think it's going to be about football, and Briscoe's going to be defensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> I would like gonna... actually to see Comet like stand by. <laughs> <laughs> like he murdered one of the robber barons or something. Yeah. <laughs> or I I can see him actually being a judge. <laughs> Just passing judgment on everyone. <laughs> yeah. Or Stamping the, his hooves. Or there's some sort of mix mix up, and Comet has been registered in, as an actual person, and he gets jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, and then Briscoe has to translate for him. Yes. Or he takes the stand. Or, or yeah. He's so. a. Witch. Yes. All right. So thank you for joining us, Bob. Yes, thank um, you. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Um, I do the Dexter cast, which is an intro cast for Dexter. And the delicious irony of me getting this episode is that I'm podcasting for eight seasons about a guy getting bad advice from his dead father. <laughs> That's true. So this fits right in. Uh, worth the DexterCast.com. Uh, Matt has been a guest a number of times. And I also just recently was a guest on the Other Lost podcast, a Lost Intro cast, for the episode Dr. Linus, and that should be released pretty soon. Cool. All right. I like the Dexter cast. It's a really good uh, podcast. You guys are going to be done uh, soonish within... Before you will, yeah, probably. Yeah. We're a few months to go. Mm. We're toward the end of Season 7. Yeah, but all your episodes are still available. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Will, what's been going on on uh, Down Below a Babylon 5 podcast? Uh, yeah, we're all up in your face. We're uh, about <laughs> halfway through season one now. And, yes, excuse me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had a, I don't know, we've had a few so so episodes in a row, but we're coming up on a really good one. Cool. All right. Um, and that is everything so thanks for joining us everyone uh, next time in two weeks we will be back with Briscoe for the defense where Comet will stret- finally stand trial for his crimes crimes against humanity yes <laughs> not caring about it <laughs> play the law and order sound like 50 times yes so. <laughs> ding ding <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should. and in jail they'll only feed him red apples <laughs> oh <laughs> true hell for him <laughs> <laughs> all right so thanks everyone for joining us see you later bye bye, bye. bye. all right great thank you yay i didn't die <laughs> you lived i lived <laughs> thanks for joining us folks be sure to tune in again in two weeks time for the next exciting episode In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbrisco at gmail.com. 
If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash intro brisco. Also, we're on them newfangled Twitters at Intro Brisco, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbrisco.blogspot.ca. Hey there, kids, I see you feeling blue. Parents push around and tell you what to do. Dad makes you clean your room and go to bed. Instead of watch TV, you have to do homework instead. And I know it makes you angry and you're full of rage. Well, let me tell you a secret I wish I knew at your age. Next time you're angry and you want to fight back, just tell your teacher daddy likes to play with your sack. And you can get a new daddy, get a new daddy. Police will take the old one away in a caddy. You can get a new daddy, get a new daddy. Stay up real late, kick back and light up a fatty. You can get a new daddy, get a new daddy. In a couple of months, you'll probably get a new daddy. Get a new daddy, get a new daddy. In a couple of months, you'll probably get a new daddy. Now for a little while, your new daddy's cool. Buys your things and tries real hard to bond with you. Lets you eat candy and play video games. But your friends at school all think that he's kind of lame. Now you can't have your buddies making fun of your dad. And all in all, this one is really not so bad. But you think you might like to try once more. Take naked Polaroids of yourself and leave them in his sock drawer. And you can get a new daddy, get a new daddy. Stay up real late, kick back and light up a fatty. You can get a new daddy, get a new daddy. Police will take the old one away. In a caddy, you can get a new daddy, get a new daddy. In a couple of months, you'll probably get a new daddy, get a new daddy, get a new daddy. In a couple of months, you'll probably get a new daddy. Now your mom's wondering what's wrong with her and why she keeps attracting men that are dirty pervs. She has a breakdown and cries and cries, and after a while, she's institutionalized. And you can get a new mommy, get a new mommy, new brother and sister, a new house and new mommy. Get a new mommy, get a new mommy, a new brother, new sister, a new house, a new mommy. Get a new mommy, get a new daddy. Stay up real late, get back and spark up a fatty. You can get a new daddy, get a new daddy. Police will take the old one away in a caddy. You can get a new daddy, get a new mommy, a new brother and sister, a new house, a new mommy. Get a new mommy, get a new daddy. Stay up real late, get back and spark up a fatty. You can get a new daddy, get a new daddy. In a couple of months, you'll probably get a new daddy.